Flash Brief, Echo Echo Whiskey. Welcome to our End Endless Wars Flash Brief. We'll be brief. Today's End Endless War Brief is in honor of Sergeant Andrew McConnell, who died on September 14th, 2009, in the Kandahar province of Afghanistan. Sergeant McConnell was a second generation soldier who called Carlisle, Pennsylvania home. This young NCO, he died eight years into this endless war when his vehicle was struck by an IED. I'm Ray Hoskins. And I'm John Burns, and this is Echo Echo Whiskey. Ray, Sergeant McConnell was 24 years old that day. The war in Afghanistan had been going on for just about eight years. We're still there 11 years later. And as far as I could tell, we've accomplished all the initial goals we had, destroying Al-Qaeda's ability to target us here, overthrowing and removing their Taliban sponsors from power in Afghanistan, killing Osama bin Laden. So I have to ask, is it reasonable for us to still be in Afghanistan? <laughs> reasonable? Uh, John, why do you ask? Well, if the fifth principle of realism is that states are rational actors, I mean, what are we doing in Afghanistan now? Is it rational? Does staying there make sense? Well, John, as, as you know, you know ra the rationality principle is arguably the single most difficult part of realism that, that we have to, to even try to wrap our brains around. It's, it's hard to communicate, huh? Yeah, it is. It, it, sometimes it's even hard to understand for those of us that, that, that have studied it and, and to, to verbalize it. It doesn't mean what we, what we think it means. First, let's go, let's go back and just state it very clearly and, and hopefully effectively, and then we'll kind of break it down a little bit. But stated clearly is that states are rational actors. Let me say that again. States are rational actors capable of coming up with sound strategies that maximize their prospects for survival. Remember, we talked earlier that every state's main goal is survival. So uh, they maximize their prospects for survival and they behave in order to do so. Ah, so, so rational here doesn't mean that states act in a way that you and I would call rational, that, that you know, somebody who's studying Plato and Aristotle and philosophy or, or somebody who's studying psychology would, would define in any of those terms as rational. Right. And if you, if you think back, we said the other day that, that not all countries are like us and we, we have to deal with countries as they are, not how we wish they were. And it means that these countries, these actors in these countries are rational that's with quotation marks around the word rational uh, within their own cultural lenses, their own, their own minds. They seem to be rational within their own minds. So, so that, that sounds great. I think to try and kind of sum that up to, 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 to make it make sense to the audience, um, states are capable of coming up with sound strategies for survival. They're, they behave in ways that reflect those strategies. Sound doesn't always mean the best though, right? Just ask the South right. Vietnamese. They, they were behaving rationally, um, but where are they today? Uh, right. The principle really just means that we, in looking at the behavior of states, should always be evaluating it with that rationality principle in mind, understanding that they are trying to survive and they are trying to minimize threats to their existence. And that explains their behavior. That's the rational part of it. Exactly. Essentially, we, we might be acting rationally within a realist frame, framework, but not as rationally as possible. I think that's a great way to put it, Ray. Uh, states act rationally, but there are internal political considerations in any system of government about what's the best way forward. 
Right. And I, I think about what happened with, with the United States entry into both World War I and World War II, where in both cases, uh, the leader at the time, the President uh, Wilson and Roosevelt, both had to do a lot of work to convince the American people, our body politic, right, the sovereign people in our country, uh, they needed to be convinced that it was necessary to enter those wars to ensure survival and to ensure prosperity. Right. And, you know, John, when, when we went into Afghanistan in 2001, it did not take a whole lot of convincing. The American people, the body politic, they were firmly and 100% behind military action. And we believed that it was necessary, not because they were an existential threat, but because we had been attacked. But now... Now, how did the American people feel? Well, now, as, as uh, the war has dragged on over the last 19, or, uh, 19 years or so, uh, regular polling is indicating that the American people are tired of it and they want us to end America's longest war. Let me say that again, America's longest war. Yeah, I get that, Ray. I just hope our, our listeners have, or at least are, are going to kind of put their money where those polls are, right? Yeah. You mean by going to endendlesswars.com and clicking on that button that says tell Washington. That's right. Endendlesswars.com. Um, and if they've already done it, they should tell a friend about endendlesswars.com, encourage that friend to push that button. And they should also tell their friend about Echo Echo Whiskey. For Echo Echo Whiskey, John Burns, out. And for myself, Ray Hoskins, and for Concerned Veterans for America, out. Oh, thank you.